from the beginning. The inclusion of economics and prophecy begins early in Scripture, as early as the third chapter of Genesis. In this case, Elohim curses Adam for his sin in the Garden of Eden. See Genesis 3, verses 17 through 19. And it has profound consequences on the human condition. The curse dooms sinful mankind to hard labor to produce what he needs to live. He is pitted against nature in a brutal struggle for survival. And in the end, tired and worn by a lifetime of odious toil, he returns to the earth having lived a futile life and accomplished little or nothing. This part of the first prophecy has profound implications on the course of human history. It implies that man's life will be focused on meeting his needs, subduing his environment, and trying to get ahead. He will have little time or energy left for more important pursuits, especially that of seeking Elohim. And besides, as the next verses record, most of humanity would be cut off from Elohim and his way of life, human life, therefore, would be based in conflict, fear, aggression, and misery, making war, greed, lack, and death the rule, not the exception. As other verses show, the situation would get worse and worse until a time comes when, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved, Matthew 24, verse 22. The book of Genesis also includes a promise of Elohim made to the patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as well as Jacob's prophecy of what shall befall the tribes of Israel in the last days, Genesis 49, verse 1. The promises which are in effect prophecies of Elohim's blessings of the patriarch's descendants dwell on economics to a great extent. Even Elohim's first promise to Abraham, I will make you a great nation, Genesis 12, verse 2, intimates a large, prosperous, mighty people, a powerhouse of wealth and sway. The additions and clarifications of this promise in later chapters simply add increasing detail to this picture. Elohim promises to give Abraham's people fertile lands, agreeable climate, fruitfulness, dominion strategic holdings, etc. Jacob's prophecy in Genesis 49 showers these blessings primarily on the sons of Joseph, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Genesis 49, verses 22 through 26, but gives royal power to Judah, verses 8 through 12, and blesses the other tribes with very specific gifts, some of which are economic in nature. Zebulun is prophesied to be a haven for ships, verse 13 meaning that its economy will be tied to the sea. Issachar, verses 14 and 15, will find itself in a pleasant land and will subject himself to others to remain there. Asher will be known for producing rich foods, verse 20, while Benjamin will have a reputation for violence and plunder, verse 27. All of these are economic indicators of the tribe's in time, locations, and conditions. All these economic prophecies are recorded in just one book of the Bible.